0: All right. on second thought I actually have one more thing I want to say um, I forgot to talk about digoxins in more detail dig questions are so common on NCLEX and HESI uh, because of the possibility of dig toxicity so let's talk about this for a second so digoxin is gonna cause vasodilation I think I mentioned that already it's going to increase the strength of contractions um, while cause call while causing vasodilation so this is going to increase cardiac output Um, digoxin toxicity is possible this can lead to electrolyte imbalances here's what I need you to know in relation to electrolytes and digoxin patients who are taking digoxin should be on a low sodium diet as well as either a high potassium diet or at least adequate potassium and there's a reason for this so the um, spots that digoxin binds to are the same spots that uh, potassium binds to on the cell so if there's a low potassium this can lead to digoxin toxicity because if there is not enough potassium in the body then there's going to be more sites for that digoxin to bind to because remember i just said that they bind to the same site so if that patient has a low potassium there's not enough potassium binding to those sites then when they're taking the digoxin, the digoxin is gonna bind to those sites, thus it's gonna be more active because it's binding to more sites. So if it's becoming more active in the body, then that could lead to digoxin toxicity. So just to summarize, patients who are on digoxin need to have adequate potassium in their diet because if their potassium gets too low, then there are more sites for that digoxin to bind to, thus it will become more potent in the body and lead to toxicity. If you'll notice on the visual that I have on the slide, you'll see um, where it says in orange, you know, things that are going to cause or lead to digoxin toxicity, one of them being low potassium level. Okay, so now here's the other side of it. Once that patient, if they do get to digoxin toxicity, if they get to that point, there's so much dig in the body, now it's affecting the sodium-potassium pump. And so now the opposite can happen. Because it's causing that pump to malfunction, more potassium is going to leak out of the cell. Because remember, normally with that sodium-potassium pump, it pushes potassium in the cell and sodium out of the cell. So if someone is in a state of dig toxicity, that pump is not working effectively. So more potassium is leaking out of the cell. And I'm emphasizing the potassium over the sodium because of the risk of that excess potassium in the blood. So if this patient has toxicity now they have a risk for hyperkalemia, elevated potassium levels. And you should recall that one of the big problems with elevated potassium levels is the fact that it can malfunction the heart, and the, car- the heart can go into a dysrhythmia. You'll also notice on the picture on the slide the dysrhythmia um, that is noted, or the changes in the EKG strip. So that would be something else that we could see as a complication of DIG toxicity. The way that we need to take DIG or digoxin for best absorption should be It should be given one hour before or two hours after a meal to prevent problems with absorption. There's some um, interactions with food. Licorice and aloe can cause depletion of potassium. Um, so if the potassium is going down, this could also indirectly affect the digoxin level. St. John's wort may decrease levels and effects of digoxin. And our therapeutic range for this is 0.5 to 2. So just like we saw with lithium, this drug has a narrow therapeutic window. So they're at high risk for toxicity and especially in older adults, digoxin is usually not good because that just their age adds on an increased risk for toxicity. So just something to keep in mind, make sure you're looking at that and reading about digoxin especially in your um, pharmacology book and other resources to make sure you understand the risk of digitoxicity. Oh, and I guess I should note what that might look like. So if the patient has digitoxicity, um, the first sign of that is usually abdominal pain, anorexia, so the loss of appetite, nausea, vomiting, visual disturbances, bradycardia, and different dysrhythmias. Um, And that's usually what we'll see in adults and older children. In, an inf- in infants and small children, the first sign um, or first symptom of overdose is going to be cardiac dysrhythmia. So in the very young, it's going to affect their heart right away. In the very old, dig toxicity is going to be more subtle symptoms and then kind of work its way, you know, if it keeps getting worse and worse, to dysrhythmias.